0: Science with a Swiss touch. Science with a Swiss touch. Science with a Swiss touch. <laughs> Conversations between Swiss journalists and their international peers at the World Conference of Science Journalists, brought to you by Swissnex San Francisco. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for being here.
1: <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank, thank, thank you, you so for much. your interest.
0: <laughs> you are the Managing Director of... Sapiens.
1: The managing editor of Sapiens. Editor
0: of uh, Sapiens. Uh, So it's a digital magazine about anthropology. Can you tell me how this digital magazine was born?
1: Yes. So in 2014, uh, the editor-in-chief of Sapiens Now, currently, Chip Caldwell, dreamed up the idea of Sapiens. And he had just really seen, he himself is very committed to public, what they call public anthropology. That's a common term in their discipline. And he saw a real need for the, the public to have a deeper understanding of anthropology. And he felt that there was a great deal of anthropological research that just wasn't being covered in the mainstream magazines. A lot of particularly socio-cultural stories that were just going unmissed and that were really uh, important things that could contribute to meaningful discussions in in the world and uh, he wanted to create an opportunity to give anthropologists a voice to reach the public with their research. So he uh, had the vision for this publication and he approached the uh, then president of the wenner Foundation for Anthropological Research, which is a major research funding uh, organization based in New York City and uh, she was her name is Leslie ALO, and she was very enthusiastic about it and together they basically put together all the pieces that it would require to get this funded and off the ground and they began the hiring in 2015 and that's when I took the position in May 2015 and we launched in January 2016 what kind of topics do you cover so we cover the full spectrum of anthropology and that includes socio-cultural anthropology biological anthropology linguistics and archaeology and who's writing for you we are an interesting mashup of both uh, journalists and academic writers approximately 75 percent of our writers at this time are anthropology researchers who want to uh, write about their work or about societal issues in some cases for the general public. We are very much committed to all of our writing being for the public, for non-specialists who don't know anything in particular about the issues they're reading about. Uh, We really wanted to cultivate a readership that was educated and interested in these topics but that was really looking for a deeper understanding of these issues And uh, we cover everything from the origins of fire to, uh, you know, post-industrialism and issues that are facing America today under the Trump administration.
0: How is it to have academics writing for a a large public?
1: Are there challenges related to that? It's, It's a very real, ongoing, daily challenge. You know, we spend a lot of time just explaining to the interested writers uh, the academics who who might have an idea for us just exactly what we are a lot of people mistake us for a blog they'll call us a blog or they'll say I'd uh, like to contribute to your journal and uh, there are a lot of different interpretations in the world of anthropology of what it means to write for the public a lot of people simply don't understand how serious we are when we say that we really mean the general public is our audience think uh, something like slate you know something almost up- pop culture like and Smithsonian and National Geographic but with a very you know we really like to think that we can can contribute in even a deeper way because we are tapped into the anthropological world and into the, the issues that researchers are really grappling with.
0: Do you monitor your audience? Do you know what's doing good? What are the subjects that people like? or do you not really care because you are you have already um, some funding
1: we absolutely want to know who our audience is and what people like and what is successful and why understanding that is quite challenging and it's, it's very much not a science that we have figured out and i don't know that anybody has figured out what makes for a successful story i mean we can we certainly monitor our traffic And other signs of particular Facebook posts doing incredibly well. And if we find, for instance, a Facebook post that's extremely successful, then we will perhaps test that with a different Facebook audience to see whether it was something specific about that story or about that header image or about the the teaser line or if it was the audience and maybe we can tap into another audience and and really you know cultivate more readers that way and so we're very much trying to get a sense for who our readers are but also what they want to read and how we can give them more of that and it's really an ongoing challenge for us to, to, to figure that out um, you know on a, on a shoestring budget
0: Can you tell me maybe about one or two stories that did particularly particularly
1: well and why you think they did? Sure, so, you know, there's, again, there's not a formula that we've been able to figure out, but we certainly recognize when a story does really take off with our audiences. And one in particular that comes to mind is one that perhaps not surprisingly would appeal to a wide audience, which is, it dealt with the issue of whether romantic kissing is universal. And it was actually a story that we ran quite early on after we launched in 2016. And that story just had all of the rich elements of, it had a surprise factor. It turns out that no, in fact, romantic kissing is not a human universal. And in fact, about 46% of cultures that were known by these researchers who study it, they found that approximately 40% 46% of cultures participated in some way in romantic kissing and so we were able to really really grab that edgy topic with a nice image and a catchy title. I believe our title was the half of the world that doesn't make out something along those lines and that was that was extremely well read and that was at the top of our most read list for quite some time and it just had all of the elements.
0: Are all your content free or or do you wish sometime to have maybe a a paid version?
1: We have not yet reached the point where we've considered having paid content. At this time everything that you find on our site is free. We do have an email subscription list that people can sign up with their email when they go to our website and they'll receive a weekly digest of our, of our stories and we typically produce two to three pieces per week at this time. We've been really working hard to develop our email subscription list and to really develop a devoted following of readers in that way.
0: How many are you uh, working at Sapiens?
1: We're a very small team relative to what we produce. We are about five people, give or take, but only a couple of us are full-time. And we have a a part-time development editor. We have myself full-time managing editor. The editor-in-chief, has um, he's the curator of the Denver Museum of Nature and Science, curator of anthropology there. And uh, so he devotes a lot of time to sapiens, but he's not full-time. And we have uh, an art assistant who's approximately quarter-time and, you know, a couple of other folks who have helped us out in a freelance capacity along the way, but we're quite small.
0: And how would you like to see uh, Sapiens evolve in the
1: future? Well, we really would love to grow in the area of multimedia. We would really like to perhaps develop an arm that does podcasts and that taps into abilities to produce original artwork and original photography and more field-based reporting, really having the resources to support journalists who go out into the field and can bring us stories directly from researchers who are in the field and you know we certainly would like to see our, our journalism work grow we'd like to cover more news we'd like to have you know a larger staff that we can um, produce higher volume of, of uh, work eventually so there's there's certainly a lot for us to to tackle over the coming years great thanks a lot Amanda thank you so much science with the Swiss touch.